Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And uh, today we are doing our monthly Catching Up on Blu-ray episode, uh, this time for the month of March uh, 2019. Uh, so for the folks who may not be aware, um, Catching Up on Blu-ray is a special monthly segment we do on the show. Uh, basically, we review the upcoming releases for the for the next month of the calendar year, uh, take a look at what's coming out on Blu-ray or DVD or 4K, and uh, just, you know, voice our thoughts on whatever looks interesting, whatever looks like garbage. Uh, this is a good opportunity uh, to, you know, mark your calendar for any releases that you might be anticipating or things that you might want to check out. Uh, I know I like to know what's coming out on the horizon because uh, I have a giant shelf full of DVDs that is only getting larger. <laughs> um, so I'm looking for opportunities to, you know, pick up some releases here and there. And uh, for Kyle, I know he's really keen on Criterion releases in particular, so taking a look ahead is really fun for both of us. Um, that being said, uh, it looks like the first releases we have of the month, um, in case you're not aware, generally uh, Tuesdays are uh, our new media release days. Uh, so the first formal release date we have in the month of March is March 5th. And uh, Kyle, I know what jumps out at me, but uh, it looks... You were kind of right. I looked. I jumped ahead a bit. Um, it looks like March might be a kind of a thin month for releases, but I saw a couple in here that uh, might end up on my shelf. But how about you? You see anything that jumps out at you here? Well, something that jumps out to me just from the uh, artwork is Phantom Lady, nineteen forty-four. Now, I would assume that some of these older movies I would not be able to sit through. Uh, but there's something I love about that old poster, the old movie posters and the cover art, and that's jumping out to me, uh, just from the artwork. However, the film that's jumping out to me from uh, March 5th is California, spelled with a K. Have you ever seen that? I have not, but it looks like it's from 1993. Okay, uh, tell you wanna, me. You, you want to give us a little bit of an overview on yeah, that? Yeah, so... Uh, um, this came out, uh, when was Oliver Stone's uh, Natural Born Killers? Oh, I think that may have been around the same time. Because uh, it, it, it looks like 1993, smells like it, it could be 1993. This is <laughs> a, I'm looking it up right now. This is um, a little bit of like a Bonnie and... 94, Cl by the way. Oh, okay. This is a little less of Bonnie and Clyde. This is more of um, Brad Pitt is playing... This is crazy. So he's playing... Um, he's a crazy person, essentially, and he's very uncomfortable in this movie. He's very awkward, but he basically ends up taking David Duchovny's, and um, the they both have the mom from the Santa Claus haircuts. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's Julia Juliet Lewis is his girlfriend, and uh, it's crazy. My brother, if he's listening to this right now, is gonna know. What I'm talking about when I say that this reminds this uh, Brad Pitt has always reminded us of our stepbrother. He he's oh. good looking like uh, Brad Pitt, but this movie in particular was one where my brother and I were like, man, he he looks he reminds us a lot of our stepbrother in this just because of just because of his his look and kind of the way he carries himself. But he's basically just playing a psychopath, and uh, okay. he's a bit of a killer. Um, at, he is in a, an odd relationship with Juliette Lewis, um, kind of controlling. Kind of like natural born killers. <laughs> a little it, it, She embraced Mickey a little bit more in Natural Born <laughs> Killers. This is it, they had an odd relationship in this. Um, I don't remember. 
I mean, I saw it when I was pretty young, so it didn't really leave much of an impression. Like, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I might go back and rewatch it because it might be better as an adult, but I'm not too sure. Well, uh, it's funny you point this one out first because, uh, funny enough, I'm, I'm looking at the cast and, and uh, crew, and uh, Dominic Senna is the director. Oh. Uh, Dominic Senna being uh, the same director as Season of the Witch, uh, which we reviewed just last week. Um, uh, Bub, if you're, and- if you're Bub... If you're listening, do not tell Mark what I said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, it does actually look like kind of an interesting movie. Um, I might check that out at some point. Don't buy it. Uh, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy that shit. I don't, I don't. I don't blind. I don't blind buy movies like that. I blind buy movies, you know, like dumb action movies, basically. Like see, if, like if I see something that's like, yeah, the components are there. More than likely, they'll deliver. I can I can already see how this is going to pan out. I've blind I've blind bought all of my Criterion movies, mm-hmm. and it, none of them have been a mistake. They've all been really good. So, well, I mean, keep keep it going, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why they have that reputation. Yeah. Uh, but the first movie that I want to talk about is, of course, uh, Creed Two. No, uh, really, not the favorite. No, <laughs> it's it's almost like my brother and I talked about for an hour and a half on catching up on <laughs> cinema. Maybe you should check out that episode of Catching Up on Cinema, wherein Trevor and his brother talk about Creed Two for an hour and a half. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, anyway, uh, I'll keep it brief because, like I said, we did a whole episode on it. But um, I was very impressed with it. I didn't need it to be good, but it turned out to legitimately be a pretty solid movie. And I, I'm actually really looking forward to watching it again because there are certain parts that like really really hit you on a, a visceral like elemental level and i'm i'm wondering if the effect carries over on the small screen because you know big theater big sound system sometimes that makes a world of difference but i have a feeling i'll still like it um beside that uh we also have the favorite uh which was up for pretty much all the academy awards just the other day well the act the the lead in this uh she's actually a comedic actress i've only seen her uh play comedic roles uh i think she's in hot fuzz for crying out loud uh Mm -hmm. olivia coleman yeah i remember seeing the preview for this and this was one that i wanted to watch um i just i never got around to it and then like she won an oscar i'm like well now i definitely have to watch it (laughs) no it looked like a really good movie um i don't know that i've seen any of yorgos lanthimos um i don't think i've seen any of his other movies uh i know he's a very respected director um funny enough my mom is a big fan of costume dramas, especially of this type, like uh, of the somewhat non-traditional type, I guess. Like think like Amadeus as opposed to like like Hamlet or something, I guess. Because yeah. um, the tone of it looked like it was like they're having some fun with it. Um, so I, I bet yeah. she's watched it and I bet she loved it. But it and, was up for a lot of awards and probably with good reason. And I think it's Rachel Weisz and Emma mm-hmm. Stone. I like... I like both of them in things, <laughs> in, uh, things. in things, in <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, I I think I think Steph and I are probably going to give this one a watch here pretty soon. No, I I mean I might give it a watch because it it looked like a I mean to word use the word sumptuous. <laughs> uh, the visuals appeared sumptuous. Uh, it looked like every every shot, every frame had quite a bit of love and detail put into it, and. Obviously, the sets and the costumes alone are kind of worth the price of admission, as far as I can tell. Um, 
And then beside the favorite, though, uh, we have what I presume is a re-release of 1996's The Craft. Like the... Um, um, the, the teenage witch movie. <laughs> don't say her name. Oh, Vicky Valancourt. Oh, I can get it. Uh, you want me to help you out? Feruza Bulk. Good job. Got it. We got it. See, I, I needed to look at the notes. Um, it's up to you to remember her name, because like I said, forever for me, she's always just Vicky Valen- Vicky Valancourt. Yeah. I don't even remember her name in American History X. And then uh, Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. I, I don't know if this was a reunion of, of the Scream cast, or if, I don't remember which one came first. Was she in Scream? Uh, Nev Campbell? Oh, no, I was thinking Feruza. Uh, no, yeah, no. I don't... Was Nev Campbell in uh, Scream? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was in a few of them. <laughs> For a long time there. Uh, but yeah, good old good old Skeet. Damn, that name. A is just bad so name. It's a bad I'm name. I'm telling you, man, Like I, I feel bad for him, because like, if Johnny Depp wasn't wasn't a thing, like he may have had a career, but instead he, you know, he went on to do Chill Factor. <laughs> I um, remember watching Chill Factor. So do I. <laughs> said ice cream truck action movie with the not Johnny Depp guy in it. Um, so aside from the craft, uh, we also have a re-release of Hellco- Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy. Yeah. Joe Coy from Hell. <laughs> Hellboy on 4K. Um, we've been seeing a sprinkling of Hellboy re-releases over the past couple of months. Um, I'm guessing... They're trying to slowly build a hype train for the the David Harbour Hellboy movie. Um, it's not working so far, as far as I can tell, because nobody I know is talking about it. Well, I haven't um, seen any. I haven't seen anything for it yet. I haven't seen any trailers or anything. So they put out an early trailer, and I was what? not impressed. Uh, it didn't really do it for me. They tried to do the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Well, the I mean, I credit them for kind of getting the ball rolling but it seems like uh repurposing a a well-known older pop song is very common in trailers they're supposed to be fun you know and i forget what song they used for it but just nothing about it really jumped out at me as being worth my time or money so i'm not i'm not ready to be excited for it think of it kind of like my relationship with godzilla king of the monsters well wayne's world i think wayne's world kind of uh did that they, I think, when that movie came out, Bohemian Rhapsody went back up to number one on the charts after that movie came out because oh, yeah, they no, repopularized it's a, it. It's a well-worn method. Like everybody loves nostalgia. <laughs> they tried to overdo it with Suicide Squad, <sighs> dude. The the editing in that movie in general, like the the music, the way the way they inserted the licensed music and stuff, was amateurish at best. <laughs> it was it was ugly. It's like oh. We're we're in a scene that takes place on a bayou. We should use the song "Born on the Bayou." <laughs> it's, it's like, come on! Like that's not even Ugh. on the nose. That's like full knuckle sandwich <laughs> in the face. <laughs> um. So moving on, uh, we have the Sister Street Fighter collection. Uh, it's an Arrow release. Uh, I've only seen the first of these movies. Uh, they're they're okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not my favorite. Um, funny enough, uh, the the Sonny Chiba movies that that gave way to the Sister Street Fighter movies, Three. Uh, those will be coming out later in the month for some reason. I'm not sure why they flipped the release date. Three Sonny Chiba movies? Yeah. Uh, I put them on the list of movies that I'm going to make you watch, Kyle. Is it the three <laughs> movies that 
Christian Slater watches in True Romance. You're going to have to bear with me, folks. I turned off the mic for my sneeze, but um, I, uh, I, I was cooking dinner, and I had the window open, and I had about 20 to 25 sneezes. Uh, I think um, the trees are fucking out here, so there's pollen all over the place. <laughs> so I'm getting... Well, well, if it makes you feel any better, Kyle, I ate a whole bunch of cheese, and I got Asian genes. So uh, <laughs> if I sound like garbage on the mic, that's why. <laughs> all right. What, do we, what else we got here? Uh, so beside that, let me pull this up real quick. If this is the burning that I'm thinking of, yes, it is. Uh, this is uh, this is a Korean film, but Stephen Yun, uh, that Korean fellow that uh, kind of entered the public consciousness via uh, the Walking Dead series, mm. uh, he's in it, I think, as a uh, American-born Korean, so himself. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be a really intense, like, young person's drama. I don't know the details of it, but I watched the trailer for it, and it looked pretty fucking good. Really? And as you can see, they put the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh, I swear, it, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, you should watch it. They put that symbol on the front, so you know it's probably worth your time. Um, that's an interesting cover. Good good colors, but the, the image, I'm not quite sure what's supposed to evoke. See, I would have thought it was a Burning Man documentary or something. See, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I don't know if a lot of a lot of Korean movies have a Korean title to go with the international one, so I don't know. Maybe they called it something different over there. Mm. Um, okay, Kyle, how about you pick one that jumps out at you? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and mention this um, this movie with Marky Mark called Instant Family. Yeah. Now. I, I want to see real quick. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, a comedian by the name of Tom Segura. He has uh, he's a stand-up comedian. He also has a pod- podcast called Your Mom's House. Um, big fan. Uh, he landed a role in a new Mark Wahlberg movie. And <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he it might be this movie. I'm not sure, though. Um, it's either this one uh, or it might be one that's coming out here soon I, they just dropped a trailer for it not too long ago uh, mm. this might be it Instant Family let me let me check uh, real quick this was the one this is, like this kinda, is it. it's based on like a true story isn't it it might be um, but I am going to watch this just because of uh, Tom Segura and there's actually quite a few <laughs> other comedians in this movie um, you know, I watched his stand-up for the first time just the other day, and I I was happy with it. I'm 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 a dedicated mommy. I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge uh, your mom's house fan. I I listen to it almost every day. Uh, they're they're awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a silly shout out to your mom's house. Uh, if you uh, yeah, if you want if you want to give our show a listen, uh, you know that would be they won't. cool. They won't do it. They're too busy for that. Um, Course. But I, I will be watching Instant Family uh, to see Tom Segura. He's supposed to be playing the um, the best friend who kind of just tells it how it is. <laughs> so if you're familiar at all with his comedy, it should be pretty funny. Uh, okay. But yeah. Um, oh, I see on the cover that uh, what I'm, I have to check the cast list again. Rose Byrne is her name. Uh, no, no, not her. The the younger one in the middle, Isabella Monair. I, she's having a big year or a big couple of years. She was in one of the Transformers movies with Marky Mark. Oh, so that's two Marky Mark movies like back to back. And then she was in Sicario too. She um, she was born two months before nine eleven. Wow, that hurts. 
Um, and then I think she's going to be the live action Dora the Explorer. <laughs> so she's she she's going to be everywhere in in the next couple minutes here. She's in that Sicario movie, <clears throat> that second. Yeah, one. Sicario too. Yeah. Um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. They made a movie. I think it's in production right now, or did it come out? It came out. Oh, it's, what? It looks like a TV movie though. Oh, uh, okay. That explains. That. You know what? I was watching Jurassic Park last night. Uh, I, I've been jonesing to watch it for about a month now, and I'm like, you know, I want to watch it. I found a movie with Muldoon, the guy who plays Muldoon. Uh, he died. Bob Peck. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he made it out of the '90s. He passed away um, pretty young. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off air what it is. But I'm having difficulty finding it, and I was going to see if you might be able to locate it because you're good at that. Okay. Yeah, I'll help you out with that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, what is this? Vo- uh, I know I'm saying it wrong. Vox Lux. I think that might be right. Um, oh. This is apparently a very de- divisive film. Uh, I've heard some people really, really enjoyed it, and other people think it's pretentious and stupid. Uh, it's it's an intriguing concept. It's Natalie Portman as a pop star. Oh, yeah, like, you lost from me. from from cradle to you know whatever the end of her road might be. So it think about kind of like a black swan parallel i guess but hmm. with a pop star instead of a ballet dancer um i i might watch it uh, i just like the concept i don't even really care that much for natalie portman but I'm, i would be there um, for jude law personally but yeah uh and his ever receding hairline hey he's <laughs> he's my number one bald act balding actor he, he may great. he may very well be the most handsome bald actor I uh, I don't know I I think I tried to push you onto that spy movie with Melissa McCarthy uh, yeah, with uh, Jason. Yeah, you mentioned it last time. Yeah, um, he's the James Bond. He's the James Bondish character in that movie. He's the main. Uh, he's tailor made for that. Yeah, you know? not James Bond proper, but James Bond ish. No, <laughs> honestly, I know he was he was in talks for it, but uh, I don't think America was ready for it, but Idris Elba as uh, James Bond. I know, actually, I was very much ready for that, but um, at the same time, it's funny, um, and funny enough, my my ex pointed this out, and I keyed in on it as well, like, I was like, you know, that is an interesting observation. He moves funny. Hmm. Idris Elba, as smooth as fucking butter as he is when he's talking and, you know, acting, when it comes to the physical stuff, he moves kind of funny. Interesting. And I mentioned it before, I can't remember what episode, but he had a, uh, he was training for a role as a boxer. He was wanting to do a uh, biopic about, I think, Frank Bruno, uh, who is a very famous uh, British boxer. Um, and I think I told you he uh, he actually had a professional contest as a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he trained in kickboxing because Frank Bruno did both. Uh, so he was like working very hard at getting his physicality up and like building a building a solid physique and stuff. But yeah, his his body language when it comes to violence and stuff just looks weird. And it might be maybe he's like a little too tall for a lot of stunt act- actors. I could see or that because Liam Neeson has that problem too because he actually has experience in boxing, but he always moves goofy because he's very tall for an actor. And a lot of times, stunt actors aren't terribly, you know, huge people. How how tall is Scott Atkins? <laughs> He's probably like five eight. Okay, maybe five nine on a good day. Mm. Uh, he doesn't look that short, but he he is. <laughs> Jason Statham is apparently a midget. <laughs> when I, little person, sorry. When I had my uh, when I first met Steph, the very first time we met in a bar, mm-hmm. it was a mutual gathering of friends. That's how we met. 
and uh, I sat down and talked to her. She thought it was really cute, and then uh, I stood to leave, and she's like, oh, he's short. <laughs> she didn't realize how <laughs> short I was. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, I mean, I'm It wasn't sure a deal breaker, but it definitely was like, Hey, that's, that's, you know, that's credit to you. You know, you, you, got, you got over that hurdle. Yeah, right? Right. Anyway, <laughs> what is this um, Untamed Heart? I'm guessing you want to come. What, Krypton looks like a cartoon or some kind of. No, it's a live action TV series. I don't do those. Nah, I don't blame I, you. I, I I just don't do. Uh, you don't comic have book television. It, it, uh, except for, it, except for those Netflix Marvel shows, I don't do comic book television. I I still haven't seen the Punisher series, but. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but Untamed Heart. Is that Christian Slater? That is and Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. and Rosie Perez. Damn, yeah. that's a sexy movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, I don't know what that is, but 1993, Christian Slater was pretty hot at the time. Yeah, and that like I said, that is probably a very sexy movie, or at least it wants to be. Um, the Clove Hitch Killer, uh, the the fellas from Wisconsin, uh, the Red Letter Media guys. Um, I think they did. A little, uh, a little thing about this, and apparently this movie's very good, at least by their standards. Dylan McDermott, wait, yeah, apparently he's excellent in it. That it's... which one do I not like? I think it's Dermot Mulroney is the one I don't really care for. Dylan McDermott is from The Practice, I believe so. Okay, that's the one I like. <laughs> okay, yeah, Dermot Mulroney is the my best friend's wedding. Yeah, you got it right. You got it right. Did you ever see that campaign movie? I did. He was the uh, he was um, Marty's uh, campaign yeah, Dylan, manager. Dylan McDermott was pretty good. <laughs> he in was that. funny like in he, that. Yeah, he was very funny. He, he did the funny. he did the straight man bit very well. Yeah, he was very funny. Uh, mm. Is that Gerard Butler? Yeah, and what looked like it's not. I thought but that was Nick Nolte. I thought it was John C. Riley. <laughs> it's Peter Mullen, whoever that is. What the fuck is that? Um, I don't know. This is another. Um, I I pretty much Gerard Butler and Kirk Cameron have the same <laughs> career for me. <laughs> they have the same I think thing. So. I think Meaning, they have the same agent. Maybe they had five minutes where they were bankable, and then everything they did after that was just shit. Well, Kirk Cameron leaned very hard into the the Christian angle, and Gerard yeah. Butler just went full stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like, like they're both picking making... up scripts and flipping through them, and he's like, "It's not dumb enough." <laughs> <laughs> like they just both went on to do absolute garbage movies. But he's getting paid, dude. I mean, like, Gerard Butler has the most awesome career right now because he is crank. He's consistently cranking out garbage, but he looks like he's having a great time doing it. He is doing. He is doing the volume of Samuel L. Jackson, but with the quality of Steven Seagal. Later here, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Yeah, I hope somebody makes a documentary about his career at some point. It has, <laughs> somebody it has will. been a journey. Yeah. Like, it has been an epic journey, and I would really like to see it summed up. <laughs> they finally, I, I want to see that, that newer Orson Welles documentary that came out. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he, I heard that was very good. He may be the most fascinating director in, in history, just from... Uh, yeah, where he went and where he where he got to. Oh, French champagne! 
He doesn't do anything. Mm. <laughs> that broke our our friendship group chat when we found that video. Oh, oh my god! I'm so glad my brother turned me on to that. It might be one uh, of the greatest. Did, did I ever send you the commercial he did for the Dungeons and Dragons game? Send it, send it, dude. I will send it. Send um, it. it. He's not he's not drunk, but it's pretty fucking hilarious. He was drunk. He just didn't look drunk. <laughs> just, just just imagine this. And I was victorious. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the old. The whole House of Cards, they've got that. Uh, what is, is this? Is that the finale or something? Yeah, yeah. the final season. Uh, yeah, minus, I, minus he who we, we do not speak I, of any longer. I, I missed, yeah, I missed the opportunity. That sucks because I'm sure, I've heard it's a really good show, especially those first couple of seasons. It was a really good show, but now I've missed the missed the opportunity to go back and enjoy it. Like I could still go back and do Breaking Bad or something or The Sopranos, but yeah. Uh, what is this prospect? I, I usually... I'm pretty aware of space movies. I, I usually yeah, ca- that's kind of your thing. Yeah, and this one went under the radar. Uh, I don't know, but that's kind of an interesting cover. Is Pedro Pascal? Is he from? Who is he? I know. Uh, he's in Narcos, apparently. Yeah, he's um. Uh, oh my goodness, he's the Viper. Um, he's the Viper from uh, Game of Thrones. Probably the most upsetting episode in that for me and for a lot of people that the the mountain ver- or the yeah the mountain versus the viper was one of the most heartbreaking episodes of that series. Uh, he was one of my favorite. I think you've teased me about that before. He's one of my favorite characters on there. So this is something I might actually watch. Uh, Moon was rich, but there are others roving. The- yeah, this looks kind of like uh, space cowboys. <laughs> oh, it it does look interesting. Um. I might get, I'm not going to buy it, but I'll uh, I'll give that a whirl. Yeah, maybe you can find it at the Red Box, or maybe it'll end up on Amazon or something. 1997 Sophie Marceau. Uh, oh, whew, oh, whew, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that movie um, looks unwatchable. Gonna need a moment alone, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks borderline unwatchable for me. I'm sure it's a good movie, but it, it does not entice me at all. Marquis? Is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, I never learned the French, but Sophie Sophie works. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm down for Sophie. Uh, ben is back. That looks like it's certified fresh. I know not a goddamn thing about it, so I'm just gonna gloss it, over that. It sounds like somebody who was drunk tried to say Men in Black. Ben is the Will Smith. <laughs> ben is back. Ben is back. Ben is back. You mean Men in Black? That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 Ben is back? Uh. uh the standoff at Sparrow Creek, I've heard, is very good. Um, is it a western? It's, uh, it's kind of like uh, a modern western, I guess. But yeah. it's it's apparently like it, it it's one of those movies that stirred up a lot of controversy before it even came out because it's apparently about like a militia group planning yeah. like, a mass shooting or something. I'm fine. I I'll probably end up watching it. Um, I it's probably it's probably a good drama. Um, do you and, know what I go I'm sorry go ahead and I like James Badgedale uh, he's it's very it's very rare to see him in kind of like a leading role but I, I just kind of like the tools that he has when it comes to his acting ability um, Jon Snow uh, in the movie called Gunpowder which looks... you know <laughs> Kit Harrington. I feel like I'm there... guessing his contract doesn't allow him to cut his hair because <laughs> no, he, he always can't. look he's always kit harrington yeah like, well, that look, look, it works for him like, it, it does but you know 
as an actor, that must be frustrating. I think he's dating a, a dame uh, or uh, somebody who's family own a castle and have owned castles for a long well, time i mean fucking look at him he's yeah abs- he's absurdly handsome and he's his name is kit harrington it sounds like errol flynn type shit <laughs> he's actually he's he's really good in that show but he's also pretty funny he did a bit with seth meyers a, a saturday saturday night live s uh skit um he's pretty funny but i feel like they're trying to make like they're they might be making money off of him but i'm like guys he's not that He's not that bankable. I know he's a big deal in Game of Thrones, but what is this? The favor, it, dude. Nine, uh, I, I'm oh. I'm looking at the same one, and the only reason I clicked on it is because of the mullet on the right. Are you <laughs> seeing that bowl cut on the? That's not who. That's is, Bill Pullman and who, Brad Pitt. That's Brad. That's Brad. I thought it was um, the the guy from Monte Cristo, uh, Guy Pierce. Oh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, it's that yeah, Guy Pierce right see there. That. But who who is that mullet? I don't know. <laughs> what is that mullet? <laughs> it's it's a, amazing. Larry Miller is on this, but I don't think that's Larry Miller. It should be. Larry Miller should be in everything. He should be. He should just walk by every situation and just mock it. <laughs> Has he ever played a real serious role? Because I could see him being like a little like a scumbag mob guy. Like he's not in the mob, but he's a scumbag that the mob know and he does favors for. I've never seen him in a serious role. Neither have I, but I've, I think I've mentioned it before. I have a fascination with um, non-action actors doing like hard-boiled action roles. And the reference I always make is, wouldn't it be awesome to see John Lovitz in a hard-boiled action movie, but like you're supposed to take it 100% serious? <laughs> I don't like, think I would. Lo- I would love to see like Dustin Hoffman or something in like a, a hard-boiled mob drama where he's like breaking kneecaps and stuff. And same with Larry Miller. I'd love to see Larry Miller do like uh, uh, Albert Brooks in Drive, where it's like, whoa! I was not expecting that level in- of intensity from that usually very funny man. I still haven't seen Drive. Uh, Albert Brooks is very good in it. Ryan Gosling is uh, borderline special. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know what his what his uh, acting method was for that role, but that's what I got from it. Hmm. Uh, so moving on, uh, welcome to Mercy. That's almost an interesting cover. Not, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, cover's interesting. Uh, the cover's interesting until you read the title. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, nah, that's okay. Nope. Um, dead ant. I like the font. It um, looks like uh, um, the. It looks like the Evil Dead. Yeah, actually, very much so. Um, I don't know anything about this movie. Usually, stuff like this, I would, I would know about. Usually, it'd be on my radar, so that's a little troubling. Um, if it's free, maybe I'll watch it or something. Uh, what jumps out at you, Kyle? Um, I was looking because I wanted to see if this was Rachel Vice. Uh, I know it's Colin Firth, and yeah, Rachel Vice. Um, I saw a piece of a movie with her. I wanted to find it again, but there was a little bit of. Um, some very bad domestic stuff going on with her in a movie and I keep trying to find it and this isn't it but uh, I keep looking out but as far as this month is concerned we are really not getting any better as we move down Um, (laughs) well so that covers March 5th let's move on to the following week March 12th Um, so the first big releases of March 12th are of course uh, 
what what is the full title of this fan, fantastic something or other kyle fantastic beasts and the crimes of grindelwald it looks like i think that's the yeah, name of it you got it okay, have you heard... seen any of these fantastic beast movies i did see the first one and i really enjoyed it and i i like all the harry potter movies i think they're great the the mm-hmm. books are great the movies are good um I like that first one. I haven't heard too much good about this one. I think it's one that I would still enjoy, and I think that they'll, if they continue with this series, it's still gonna. I think the next movie will probably be pretty good too. Uh, I think J.K. Rowling uh, tweeted out after some of the critics, like when this movie first came out, people were like, "This isn't very good," and she's like, "It's a building." Like, guys, do you know how franchises work? It's the building movie. We're getting to something better. See, um, I, I understand that justification, but it doesn't make it any easier to swallow. True. to me, a, f- a film should be able to stand on its own. Because, um, actually, uh, funny enough, uh, I had a, a thought when I was leaving the theater uh, after I watched Man of Steel. Yes, I saw that in the theater. Um, I remember thinking to myself, oh, they'll probably do a really good neck. Uh, really good job next time obviously they didn't <laughs> i know obviously they didn't wow. um but it really struck me at that moment that it's like huh that is maybe the first time i've ever thought that about a movie uh because we're in this climate right now where it, there's an expectation that there will be a sequel whereas before it was kind of like you get your shot and then three years later if you're lucky you get another one um, but nowadays, everybody's building franchise and stuff, and so the audience is basically trained up to this to this style of telling stories, where it's like we're we're not giving you a singular product; we're stringing you along to the next one and the next one and the next one. And it, I remember just feeling really crappy about that, where I was like, "Oh, damn!" I'm like already assuming that there's going to be a sequel to this, even though there's been no confirmation of that, just because I'm so used to this rhythm now. Um. um we, and yeah, it, that bugged me. I don't like that idea. Can we segue into the next movie, um, uh, Green Book? Uh, we didn't uh-huh. get an opportunity to talk about, we didn't get to drop an Oscars episode. Uh, one, you and I haven't really covered much of what's what was nominated um, the Oscars, except for I think Black Panther was the only one that you and I both seen. Uh, probably. Yeah, so we weren't really prepared to do anything, and I was literally watching Bohemian Rhapsody, while the Oscars were happening. Um, oh, I had seen that. And uh, 20 minutes into it, I'm like, he should get the Oscar because uh, he did such a good job of becoming Freddie Mercury in that movie. Like, you forget that you're watching an actor, you know, do a performance. Um, but this movie apparently took Best Picture. Yes, it did. And while I am a huge Mahershala fan, I've heard that this movie isn't very good. There's a lot of criticism about it. Um, I mean, it won Best Picture, but... I guess there's some people that not weren't too happy about it, and I didn't know it was Peter uh, Farley. Yeah, the uh, Dumb and Dumber. There's something about Mary. The same Farley brothers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's kind of nuts. But uh, as far as I understand, this movie winning Best Picture made no one happy. No. Um, in fact, I've I've heard a, a pretty some pretty awful criticism leveled at it, or like uh, even. Even things as long as far along as like anybody could have directed this movie. I don't know if that's true, but uh, very controversial at the moment. Um, uh, but I mean, time, hopefully time will soften that out. But we'll see. And I, and I'm glad Mahershala. I'm sure his. I want to see this because of Mahershala Ali. Um, I'm 
I'm a big fan of his. Um, he's great in Moonlight. I loved him in this new season of True Detective. Although I wish you would, I need you to watch these these this series because we could really have a discussion about um, what happened in this third season of True Detective. Because it, I need to talk it over with somebody. Uh, okay. But well, I, I don't have HBO, but uh, we will see. Um, but yeah, I I'm really I'm actually I'm glad that. Um, homeboy got it for uh um bohemian rhapsody i thought that movie was great it was really really enjoyable um, i think you enjoyed it quite a bit more than i did really yeah i wouldn't call it i wouldn't call it bad at all i just felt like it was very safe in some regards it was safe i'll give you that it was safe but um uh, i was very happy to see um john ottman uh, get an oscar for editing though um, oh, I, I do need to say the movie was edited well, and uh, I'm a big fan of his because he's also a composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did the the score for the film and the editing of it, and I think him being a composer really lends a lot to his editing process. You mentioned uh, in in particular the scenes when they're they're creating the songs. Mm-hmm. The the editing in those scenes is uh, is very well constructed. Um, another reason I think you really need to watch True Detective because I mean you've you've heard me talk about it so much, uh, but I watching this third season. I remember the f- the first season being really good, and I don't think I accredited much to it uh, much of it to the music. The music in this third season, I was actually paying attention, and it is awesome. Like I think you would really <laughs> enjoy it, uh, especially the well, the second to last episode. I was like, fuck, this is there there. It was really good. Well, my friend sent me a clip of uh, some people on some sort of like, they're like outside an RV or a camp or something, and a whole bunch of people getting shot. There's like claymores set up. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steph and, and I, are... I think Stephen Dorff was in there. Yeah, Stephen, he's uh, he's really good. It's a really. I was like, holy shit, that's Stephen Dorff. <laughs> the f- it's it's hard to get into, but the first the first True Detective uh, season was awesome. Matthew McConaughey's awesome. Woody Harrelson's good. The writing was awesome. Um, there's a yeah, sequence. My brother, my brother really liked it. There's a sequence in there where it's a one single shot. It's they just one shot, and it's a it's a really aw- one of the best uh, sequences in the movie. Um, but Steph and I are watching um, the Haunting at Hill House, which is oh, loosely yeah. based off the book. Um, I mean, it's 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 spooky, but the editing is awesome. And we just watched an episode. I was. About three minutes into it, I'm like, this is a single shot. And the whole episode was just one single shot, continuous shot. And I was just blown away. I'm like, wow, this is just a Netflix show. Like, this is just kind of going under the radar. It's really good. And I'm pissed. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that. Um, I'm pissed that I don't get to watch really another one tonight. Because <laughs> we just left on a huge cliffhanger. We're like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we can wrap up soon so you can get back to it. No, i got to go to bed soon. Oh, damn. Uh, so moving along, uh, we have a Criterion release yeah. for a film by the name of The Kid Brother It's 1927. Too, too old in a Western. I don't think uh, I'll ever get to it. Starring Harold Lloyd. Uh, I forget whose house it was, but um, like uh, a family friend or somebody had a goofy black and white photo of him. That That's literally all I know about Harold Lloyd is that he's a goofy guy with glasses. And, and I just have that photo burned into my memory. <laughs> What's your take on Mortal Engines? I was really excited about this movie when I saw the trailer. I'm like, that looks like it could be a lot of fun. And I haven't heard a word about it. And it's out already. Uh, the marketing for this film was very, very, very slippery. Um, they Notice how even on the cover it says, in larger font, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. 
Yeah. This was not directed by Peter Jackson. This was directed by someone else. Um, however, it, the marketing would have would have made you think otherwise. Because I know a lot of people that assumed that this was a Peter Jackson film. I knew it was brought to you by the guy who did The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And they don't even name him in the commercials because, <laughs> because nobody knows him. Because he's like done nothing else basically they should have done um, from the guy who brought you dead alive and uh, uh king kong the remake well it reminds me of uh of when like foreign films would be uh distributed by quentin tarantino or uh, uh any of those movies yeah I know like, what you mean. like when uh Ongbach came out here quentin tarantino's name was like all over it it's like uh all he did was pay to have it brought over here <laughs> like he didn't make it but that's how you got to sell your movie is, you know, go with the name brand. Um, Mortal Engines, some of the imagery in the in the trailers and the promotional materials look pretty fucking incredible. But holy shit, does it look like it's made for 13 and 14 year olds? Yeah. Like it looks like a young person's movie and I'm not young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said it before. When it comes to teenage stories and shit, I just don't care. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, I'm sorry. As much as I used to love Spider-Man, I'm starting to not like him anymore. <laughs> now that he's back in high school <laughs> and yeah it looks cool but it also looks kind of juvenile in some ways so i bet you if you turn your brain off and just look at the pretty pictures it'll be a lot of fun um i don't know if hugo weaving gives a shit anymore i don't think he does i used to love him but i don't know like i think the transformers movies broke him or something because <laughs> he just started not giving a shit um, um so Moving on though. These are a bunch of repeats. Uh, Man's best friend out on Blu-ray. Um, that is the wrong cover for that film. Terrible. terrible. That is the wrong fucking cover. You and you I know the cover. Yes, I know exactly what color uh, cover it's supposed to be. Yeah, Terminator dog. Um, Alec Guinness has been popping up on my radar the last couple weeks. Um, I keep looking for movies to watch, and his name, uh, the the Lady Killers, the original Lady Killers, with him in it. Um, there's another movie I just saw now another one they're like you need to watch an Alec Guinness movie that isn't Star Wars <laughs> um, but this prisoner was it a uh, bridge on the river Kwai was like one of the big ones for him yeah and there's another one I can't think of it right now I, I don't even know if I wrote it down um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back and watch one of his movies um, what is this the magic flute criterion Oh, it looks really mm-hmm. stupid. I'm reading the, uh, yeah, uh, does not look good. Uh, Ingmar um, Bergman. Uh, well, I mean that means something. Um, there was, there was a uh, symphony that I used to listen to. I think when I was a kid by that name. I'm not sure if maybe this is an adaptation of that or something. Kind of like the Nutcracker, I guess. Possibly. From. TV production from 1975. That's an interesting cover. I like it. Um, what we got here? Oh, the show, showdown looks like something I would watch, obviously. <laughs> Sweaty dudes punching each other um, from 1993. Uh, the Miseducation of Cameron Post. I think that's another... Um, is that one of the... Uh, a young girl is forced into a gay conversion therapy center. Yeah, there were Ooh. there were two of those the same year. What um, is that? I told you about the other one. The the miseducation of Cameron Post. Uh, 
there, I, I just remember 2018 there were there were two movies with similar subject matter apparently this is n- not the good one <laughs> uh, the good one has uh, is about a boy and it's uh, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe as I think the parents and it's about gay conversion therapy or a camp or something that they send their son to um, but yeah apparently this one is not the good one it's the deep impact <laughs> of the- gay conversion therapy movies <laughs> The uh, the Wild Pussycat, I just read the description for it. Uh, when a good girl, Nadia, investigates her sister's death, she finds out that a sadistic pimp, Nick, is behind it all, so she straps on the leather and whips and beats him at his own games. So that sounds like a fun one. That's pretty racy for 1969. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Beyond Atlantis, that looks like a Trevor movie. Um a band of adventurers invade a native island determined to grab a reported fortune and buried treasure. Eesh. The islanders are just as determined to keep their sacred treasure. <laughs> Complications ensue. Yeah. Um, this this looks very Italian. <laughs> From 1973. I'm sure it is full of boobs and guns. <laughs> Speaking of Italian, Dario Argento is... Uh, Inf- uh, Inferno is on Prime right now. And uh, I found a couple of other Dario movies. I finally, I finally bought my uh, Suspiria Blu-ray. Um, oh, it's, wow! It's shipping. Steph needs to see it. I'm tired of the shit. See uh, if you can uh, check out that documentary about the Giallo movies. Um, that looked good. I think I need to. It came out, I think, last month. See if you can look it up. Um, oh my God, is that Harvey Keitel? Yep. Oh fuck, dude. Oof. The Last Man, Hayden Christensen, and Harvey Keitel. Eesh, that's a Fuck, hard dude. pass. Twenty eighteen. That looks like shit. No, there's no synopsis. <laughs> there's nothing to be we said got about this. Nothing for film. you, man. <laughs> no, moving on. Hey, Nick Cage. Uh, this movie is from twenty seventeen. It's called Vengeance: Colon A Love Story. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I like his sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I gotta say about that. <laughs> um, moving on down to next week, uh, or rather the following week, uh, March nineteenth. So uh, the big releases for March nineteenth are Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I've heard nothing but amazing things about. It's ridiculous. I don't want to watch it. I could not think of anything I'd want to watch less than an animated <laughs> Spider-Man film. And people are like, "It's fucking phenomenal." I'm like, I I really could not care less. I just don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Although Nick Cage is in it, by the way. Is he? Yeah, he plays the voice of Spider-Man Noir. Uh, and ooh, he's probably noir? phenomenal. Wait, it. what? Is it yeah. is it a, like a noir noir style? Yeah, they there is a Marvel comic oh. series, uh, the Noir brand, and they had they had a Spider-Man one. I'm a sucker for that. That I know you, you are. You might have just and sold me on it. It is Nick Cage. You might have so. just sold me. Well, let me know how it is, and if yeah. you say it's good, then I'll watch it. And then if if we get to that point, maybe we'll have to talk. Do about we it. do we all have the friend that we send in to watch a movie that they're interested in, and you're kind <laughs> of interested in? We're like, you know what? Won't you watch it and holler back? Let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, I, you're you're that guy for me. <laughs> uh, but a guy like, that I take very seriously. Uh, said very seriously that Mary Poppins Returns is not very good. Um, uh, no, I, I've, I know some people have enjoyed it, but on the whole, it sounds like it... I mean, even from a promotional standpoint, it looks like they 
kind of gave up on it a bit. Do you remember the charm of Julie Andrews and the original Mary Poppins? Well, this is not that. We have computers. <laughs> this is going to be approximately 20% as satisfying. Did you guys do you guys remember? Do you remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Why it didn't need to be remade. Willy Wonka yeah. and the Chocolate Factory was great. Yeah. Johnny Depp is not Gene Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty fucking stupid it was pretty fucking stupid i'm telling you man like whenever basically when tim burton discovered color <laughs> like yeah when, when he brought yeah. in his color palette is when his movies started to tank a bit at least in terms of like creative inspiration and like that heartfelt feeling that that was in so many of his better films i haven't seen big fish though and that was probably like at the beginning of his his color era. I stand by um, Big Fish. That's pretty good. I my brother tells me I need to see it. He's like, you know, we we got a dad. You got to see it. It's, <laughs> um, well, Ewan, of course, but uh, oh, Albert Finney. Albert Finney. I can't stand him in that movie. He's so fucking Albert annoying. Finner. I don't like his voice, and then he's doing a southern accent in there too. Not so it's up. Yeah. But tell the story. It's really about Je- Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Jason Bourne fighting Batman in the hills. Uh, and James Bond. Shows- <laughs> it's fucking. He died very recently. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I have a very good Albert Finney in my back pocket. I get very few. You, you don't get a lot of a lot <laughs> you of opportunities. Don't get a lot of reasons to bust out your Albert Finney. So I'm sorry. You need to indulge me. Uh, Lord of War. Uh, I'm, I don't need to own it on 4K, but I I do really like that movie. It uh, is a good movie. One of my favorite um, Nick Cage movies. Uh, back and on up for a second. Uh, Detour, 1945. That looks yeah. like a Criterion. It symbol. is, and I love that. I love that cover. That is a snazzy cover. I like that I like cover. Um, this looks a little strip nude for your killer. <laughs> <laughs> It's an old noir, but I uh, that's I don't know about all that. Uh, yeah, strip nude for your killer. That looks ridiculous. Uh, uh, Arrow films tend to be on the the more rubbish side of things. It's from 1975. Looks like it's. I think it's Italian. Yeah, it it looks very Italian. <laughs> uh, Far from heaven. That looks that's, uh, really bad. From 2002. Why is this coming out now? Is Julianne Moore doing something? No. She look she she looking kind of Lucille Ball esque in, in that she shot. Is. She is looking um, Lucille Ballish. What we got here? Uh, Born in the East L.A. Um, Born in East L.A. What so that? Shrimp on the Barbie is a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheech Marin movie uh, from Australia that my brother and I watched a lot when we were kids, and we fucking loved it. Um, it's on Prime right now, and it. I kind of want to do an episode on it because it's pretty fun. I think it, it probably still holds up as pretty funny. Um, but this is one that my uh, a friend of mine in the Navy, she would mention. She would just be standing there because I was born in the East L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you never seen that? Born in East L.A.? She was from L.A., so. And yeah, yeah. She was Latino. Latina. Um I she mean, it, enjoyed that one. The, I read the premise. It sounds fun. Uh, for for the folks at home, uh, born in East LA, stars Cheech Marin. Uh, he's apparently a native native resident of LA, uh, and 
he is mistakenly deported to Mexico. And I'm guessing Mary mishaps ensue, yeah. being as he's very American and he is now in Mexico, but he looks Mexican. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Another criterion, uh, Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> Wanda. Doesn't that look like Michelle Williams on the on that front cover? Time travel. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, this is directed by Barbara Loden. I, I kind of recognize her face, but I is she like is she associated with Cassavetes or something? I want to say that's the case, like because I know his wife directed a lot of shit and starred in a lot of his films. I, I'm just talking out my ass right now, but uh, summary is set amid a soot-choked Pennsylvania landscape. Ooh, happy place. <laughs> And shot in an intensely intimate verite style, the film takes uh, takes up with distant and soft-spoken Wanda, who has left her husband, lost custody of her children, and now finds herself alone. Wow, that sounds heavy. Sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> Cleopatra Jones. Uh, if I think this is Pam Greer... I, I believe you're correct. I think it's... No, it's not. Well, so it's a ripoff of Foxy Brown or whatever. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's a ripoff. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> nope, no sir, I don't like it. We have a Dolph Lundgren re-release, the, uh, Minion. the Minion. I've never seen from nineteen ninety-eight. Dang, looks, that's late. That's late. Lundgren. That looks like eighties. That doesn't even look. Wow. The, I mean, they age gracefully in Sweden, you know. Uh, Pokemon the movie, The Power of Us. God damn. Um, spiders triple feature interesting apparently there was spiders spiders 2 breeding ground and spiders 3d okay okay um what do we got here uh some anime a film by the name of axe oh the Iceman. um someone we worked with i think uh recommended this i've heard this is very good it's michael shannon as a hitman Oh, yeah! I think you would probably like that. Um, It's from 2012, but yeah, it's Michael Shannon is like a mob hit man, Mm. and he's apparently very, very good in it. Um, Who else is in this one? Uh, Winona Ryder, Ray Liotta, Chris Evans, James Franco, David Schwimmer. Well, you had my curiosity. (laughs) You have my attention. Yeah, Um, like I said, it's it's supposed to be very good. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I do like me some Michael Shannon. Yeah, again, I'm not sure why this is being re-released now, being as it's from 2012, but, you know, whatever. And uh, So, moving on to the next week. Yeah. I don't really see anything no. else that's jumping out at me here. Um, Aquaman. Yeah. Coming out on 4K on March 26th. You said you liked it? Because I couldn't... I, I haven't seen it! I was going to say, <laughs> I couldn't get through the trailer uh, I, without laughing. I remember you said you were laughing hysterically. You were tittering. Like you, were you were there. You were there. Oh yeah, that's predator. right. When we saw the predator, yeah. yeah, Kyle was Kyle was just like had his his mouth cupped in his palm, going. <laughs> I thought about it today. I thought about Pat Patrick Wilson. Is that his name? Yeah. I thought yeah. about him in that fucking wig. I was sitting there stretching after my workout. I'm like, in ten years. They're going to have that shit on Conan, and he's just going to be like, yeah, you know, they just paid me so much money. And, like, my God, you look like a, like, I don't even know how to describe, like, Prince Valiant, but. <laughs> well, it's bad because it's <sighs> not even a wig. It's, like, it's CGI hair Ugh. because they're simulating the effect of his hair being in the water. So it's, like, floating a little bit, and it looks a little unnatural, and it looks kind of stupid. Yeah, you um, 
You want to know what I realized today, Trevor? Um, What's that? Uh, I realized how hard it is to explain who Dennis Hopper is to someone who has no idea. Because I thought, because we were planning on getting a cat here soon, I'm like, you know it would be a funny name for a cat? Dennis Hopper. And my girlfriend's like, <laughs> who's Dennis Hopper? I'm like, he's an actor. And she's like, what's he in? And I'm like, well... He's in Apocalypse Now. She's like, I haven't seen that. I'm like, okay. Waterworld, obviously. She's like, well, I haven't seen that. And I'm like, True Romance? She's like, no, I haven't seen that. And I'm like, Blue Velvet? Like, anything? Uh, what about Speed? Speed? Like, no. Did you try Speed? No, I didn't try Speed. Did you try Easy Rider? I, I told her, I said Easy Rider, but I know okay. for a fact she hasn't well, seen it. Well, you should have led with Speed. I tried to sell her on Dennis Hopper by... What about Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> I tried describing the blue velvet scene, and I was laughing because, it, to me, it's a funny scene. Uh, uh, yeah. But he's, he's, she's he's, like, he says some stuff, and uh, he humps some stuff. She's like, I don't want to name a cat after somebody like that. I'm like, he was playing a character. He was <laughs> honoring Dennis Hopper by naming the cat Dennis Hopper. But anyway. He was fucking King Koopa. Uh, <laughs> he held a station, goddammit. Uh, Aquaman, though, um, I will see. I won't buy it, but, uh, well, maybe if I like it, but, uh, I have a interesting relationship with this movie, because I, I was in Hawaii not that long ago. Um, my mom's whole side of the family, they're from there, and as I was walking around the island, uh, I saw a lot of folks wearing Aquaman t-shirts, uh, with the, that, uh, A emblem, uh, and... Hawaii has this thing where it's like, you know, not that many celebrities come out of Hawaii, so whenever they get one, they, like, really rally behind it. Like Bruno Mars, for instance. Or, from, or, or Obama. What like about, they claimed Obama. Isn't The Rock from Hawaii? No, he's from, like, Florida. Hmm. But he's Polynesian, so they kind of claim him. Okay. <laughs> they try, but hes I don't think he's Hawaiian. He's Samoan, dude. Um, but Jason Momoa and Aquaman, they, they really have rallied behind and it's kind of a big deal out there. And it was kind of cool to see that, like seeing the local people. It's like, yeah, Aquaman. <laughs> and and also the, the the concept of the character, it, it took the release of this movie to make me really think about because I've been reading comics my whole life. Aquaman, not so much. <laughs> but uh, the co- the concept of the character is that he, uh, he's he got like an earthbound dad and a Atlantean mom. So he's a half-breed like me. Uh, and and <laughs> he's a daywalker like me. Uh, and Jason Momoa happens to be Hapa. He's you know he's Polynesian and a whole bunch of other shit. <laughs> and when I thought about it, it's like, huh, Aquaman really is he is the Hapa superhero. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. Like I don't have much love for the character of Aquaman. I love the ocean. That's a cool thing, but. When I thought about it, I was like, huh, this character should resonate with me a lot. Like, it should resonate more with me. So I'm thinking, like, I might end up actually liking this movie, especially since I like dumb action movies. Hmm. And uh, Dolph Lundgren's in it. Fuck. (laughs) And also James Wan, dude. James Wan is a good director. I don't know how many of his movies you've seen, but uh, he got his start, I think, was he the Saw and Insidious guy? Um. So he's been working in Hollywood for a long time, and it's kind of cool seeing him get, like, the big movies and stuff. And I have a feeling I'm going to like this. No wonder uh, Patrick Wilson's in there. Yeah, he did both the Conjuring movies, which I like both of those. Those are both good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a producer for Insidious. I don't think he directed Insidious. I think he did Saw and The Conjuring. 
The I Nun. Get, I get The Conjuring and Insidious mixed up. I want to watch The Nun, but like, girlfriend doesn't like horror movies, yeah, so the, it's the, the misses. You know, you gotta you gotta save that one. You gotta bank that one. You know, yeah. Save up your brownie points. Wait, is Miranda Kerr? No, that's a different person. I thought Miranda Kerr was in there. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Blue is a movie I put on our list of things I wanted you to watch um, a long time ago, actually. It looks and, uh, good. I, it's funny, because Vox Lux comes out in March also, and uh, I mentioned that the concept of Vox Lux kind of reminded me of Black Swan, and Perfect Blue is uh, may as well be a Japanese parallel to Black Swan, although it came out in 1997, uh, way ahead of Black Swan. Very similar concept, where it's it's like the notion of uh, having a public self and a personal self and what that can do to people, like from a psychological standpoint. Very, very brilliantly edited film. It's um, by Satoshi Kon, um, who is dead, unfortunately. He died very young, hmm. but his, uh, his animations uh, are remarkable. And this is one of his earlier better ones, if you ask me. Um, and then beside that, we have uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, coming out on 4K. That is the 1989 film. Uh, I don't remember when the new one comes out, but I'm guessing this is like Hellboy, where they're trying to promote the new one with the old one. Still haven't seen it. Do you know when the new one comes out? I didn't know they were making a new one. They are. I haven't (laughs) haven't seen the original. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Give it a watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say give it a watch. I saw it when I was young. Uh, And it's one of those movies that has... It's a... it's got some images, man. <laughs> it's got some images in there that's like, oh, okay, uh, never gonna forget that. Thanks. <laughs> is a is a fist a for a few dollars more? Is that a spaghetti western? Yes. Okay. That's a Sergio Leone. Uh, that's the second of the trilogy. Gotcha. So that would be an Italian western. Uh, Sandwich between Pet Cemetery and for a few dollars more, uh, we have the Street Fighter collection, which I will be buying on day one uh, <laughs> to replace uh, my my shitty DVDs of it that are unfortunately only available dubbed and are partially uh, edited for content because those movies have a lot of boobs and uh, and violence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the first Sunny Chiba movie I ever saw. Um, around the time Kill Bill was coming out, uh, I was very fortunate uh, to have discovered that a lot of Sonny Chiba movies were being re-released on DVD at that time uh, because he was in Kill Bill. So it was like promotional synergy, I guess. And I gobbled I gobbled those things up, man. Like before Kill Bill came out, like the year before it came out, I was hoarding Sonny Chiba DVDs. So I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, I did watch The Invasion. I'm sorry. Um, I skipped down to the Boris Karloff because... Uh, fistful of dollars than Aquaman. Um, the body snatcher is this the original body snatcher? Uh, this is not invasion of the body snatcher. This it's a is different. something else. Ent- oh. This is something else entirely. Uh, it's from 1945. Mm. Um, oh, Bela Lugosi is in it too. Oh, I don't know if this is a good one, but uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. <laughs> they. Uh, they adapted a lot of his films. Like uh, I think he was the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde guy. Interesting. And uh, uh, was he Treasure? I think he was Treasure Island. Also, I can't quite remember. I could be wrong on that. I finally watched the um, the um, Donald Sutherland uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, uh, that's good. I really, really liked it. I yeah, thought it was um, fantastic. I, 
I've asked you before, but like I I need to plan a series of episodes about dad movies. Um, the thing that, the th- thing was a dad was, movie. Yeah, the thing the thing I think was also a dad movie because the was, edge. Uh, the edge was not for me, but uh, the thing for sure. Uh, I remember watching that with my dad very 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 late at night. And he was just like, this is awesome. It was, it, <laughs> I was it like, I know. Thank you for letting me stay up late to watch this. Oh. <laughs> He's like, this isn't going to freak you out, right? He's like, no. <laughs> and it did. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that was a dad movie for me. Uh, Multiplicity is a really funny movie. Uh, if you're a Michael, I'm a big Michael Keaton fan, uh, all obviously. Uh, yeah. He's funny. He's Batman. <laughs> what else do I need to say? He's a... He's, uh, He's Mr. But Mom. He's mentally handicapped. He's Johnny Dangerously. Um, I want to hold your hand. I It looks like a Criterion, and I know that that's a Beatles song, and I'm guessing, yeah, that's exactly. In 64, 16 years from New Jersey, run off to see the Beatles, perform it at Sullivan, blah, blah, blah. They don't have tickets, but along the way. That sounds awful, but it is Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> so it's uh, Detroit Rock City in 1978. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. <laughs> that movie's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Well, if, if Beale Street um, could talk, I kept hearing about this before um, the Oscars, and um, Regina King got an Oscar. I didn't even, honest to God, I haven't seen her in a movie since uh, Chris Rock uh, died and went into the body of that old rich white guy. <laughs> Down to Earth, I think is the name of the movie, Down to Earth. Uh, I... You know, I think I saw at least half of it, but no, I can't remember the title. She was also in um, uh, Big Bang Theory as the uh, HR rep. Uh, I didn't, I, like, I hadn't seen her. I forgot that she was, oh, I'm sorry, her best performance, uh, Will Smith's wife in uh, Enemy of the State. That's what I remember her for. Uh, but she, she had some underwear. Uh, <laughs> a critic that I en- enjoy listening to, he says that this is... A top one like one of the it was one of the best movies he'd seen in 2018 oh yeah no it it was it was uh receiving glowing reviews when it came out and it did look very good actually <sighs> I, just, I, I didn't look into it as much as i probably should have but um i might end up watching that it just looks so heavy it's one of those movies like i know it I should did watch. like even from the color palette it's like this looks this is it has bad. that amber tone to it that's like yep this is gonna get heavy <laughs> if you have a movie starring black people from a certain time period you know that it's not gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, this like, you're gonna have a bad, bad time. time. <laughs> you're not. You will not enjoy this. Um, I think that of all the Criterion movies I've seen so far, uh, Japan or Japan, which is I think it's Spanish for Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that would be my guess. Um, the I love the cover of this. I it's don't know. Pretty, it's I don't, pretty gorgeous. Yeah. I don't know how how you feel about it, but. It just doesn't sound very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good cover, bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying like it just doesn't sound like something I'd want to watch. I might give it like a rent. I might rent it. It's from 2002. Um, I actually, I might write this one down. I might, I might just pull the trigger and. I mean, that is a very handsome cover. I'll give it that. Uh, it's grossly inaccurate, but uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Eric Carle. I think it was his name. He was this uh, children's book author. He did Dragons, Dragons. And his uh, art style was like 
paper cutouts. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Kind, kind of reminds me of that. Uh, it obviously it's not that style, but just the color palette and the um, the layers to it remind me of that. How it's like kind of stacked on top of each other. Um, so moving on down, uh, we have a bunch of re-releases of older films. Um, Stan and Ollie. That's 2018. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Yeah. They look like Laurel and Hardy. That's exactly who they are. And they are Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's any good. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I know that that whole that Will Ferrell and John C. Riley Holmes and uh, Watson movie. People were walking out of it. It was so bad. Like it wasn't Ouch. even. It wasn't even like fun, stupid. Like they do. Um, apparently, it was just, it was unwatchable. Uh, which is Ouch. bad. So. That's- that's really fucking bad. Uh, it's unfortunate because John C. Riley is one of those guys. Like I'll watch his movies. Uh, he's still really funny, and I think that he he puts in. I, he, I, he's really underrated. Uh, he does. I like his little um, song in Chicago. Uh, oh yeah, Mister Cellophane. Yeah, it's really good. He's really funny. Uh, great in boogie. Yeah, he's Nights. a very talented actor. Uh, he had like a Samuel L. Jackson year a long time ago, like around that time, like. Uh, gangs in new york time i guess oh, i forget that he's in that movie jesus yeah he was he had a really big couple of years there in like the early mid 2000s but yeah i'm always happy to see him um beside that we have nemesis two through four i think the first nemesis got a blu-ray release uh, also from mvd uh, they specialize in crap by the way um last month uh, nemesis is a sci-fi film i might end up watching it's like a sci-fi it's like a cyberpunk action movie series uh directed by albert pion who's this i think he's filipino uh he does a lot of garbage (laughs) action movies and like his signature is that all of his movies have a lot of clumsy action really cool concepts and some clever writing but really 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 bad editing Hmm. and i'm sure these movies continue that trend Uh, someday I know it's garbage, but I'd like to watch his uh, 1990 Captain America movie just to see it. Mm. I know how you feel about Captain America, Kyle, but God damn it, I, I like him. <laughs> uh, the Suckling. Yeah, right. That is a hideous cover. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a rule of thumb that's like if you're if you're gonna try to sell your movie on the strength of oh. its monster, make sure the monster looks good. I'm gonna read you the description. You ready? Go for it. A woman goes to a back alley abortion clinic only to have her aborted fetus attack her, her boyfriend, and everyone else at the clinic. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, that does make it more interesting if you ask me. But, um, uh, no, I'm not paying money for that. Maybe, nope. maybe if Maybe if it's free and I'm near death. <laughs> and that's the only way to save me or something. Um, moving on down uh, kingdom of the spiders i saw this a long time ago uh, i think i saw the the actual movie and maybe the mystery science theater 3000 episode on it <laughs> it's shatner versus spiders oh and if i remember right the last shot of the movie is a it's not even like a matte painting it's just like a painting of a town that's covered in spider webs i thought you were I gonna remember it was really chilling when i was a kid but then i saw it again not too long ago and i was like oh man that looks like garbo well i would have figured because of his hubris it was going to be a pleated slacks outline of his dong like that's (laughs) what we we go out on the dong (laughs) the whole town is 
overrun with spiders. <laughs> spiders. <laughs> um, moving on down. Uh, Dominique, that is an interesting cover from yeah. 1979. I kind of like that. Yeah, I was thinking I like the same the, thing. Yeah, I like the color contrast there. Uh, the road to Singapore and the road to Zanzibar. Apparently, white people go in places movies <laughs> from the 40s. Uh, oh, uh, MFKZ. I think that's pronounced Matafakas. Um, this is a Japanese animation um, based on French comics. This looks really good. Um, I remember seeing promotion for it a while back, and I might end up watching that. The animation style is because of the art style from the the comics which again i think were from france uh the adaptation of the the character art and stuff looked really cool mm. very very unique you know uh oh kimagure orange road that's a classic anime from the 80s i guess that's the whole series the squeeze what the fuck is that that's yeah. michael keaton be yeah. oh are those the twin towers yeah oh, oh no yeah <laughs> um. oh no 1987 so, look at that hair see he had a run of doing just god-awful movies like clean and sober uh there's another one it was in the mullet era he had i think he had like a look couple, at the hair dude. yeah that's he looks like howie mandel from the 80s you beat me to it yeah god damn it well, not only Howie Mandel, he looks like Howie Mandel in Bobby's World. Did you ever see <laughs> Howie Mandel stand up? Uh, no. It's you know, I fucking terrible. I don't understand how he's famous. It's incredible that he has money right now because it's the like <laughs> he was doing stand up at a time when stand up was kind of ill defined. Like it wasn't just a guy with a sports coat, you know, with his sleeves rolled up telling jokes like. They were just like, you just go on stage and just make people laugh. That's Just what... do stuff. Yeah. And I remember my brother and I would watch it, and we thought it was funny. And then I, I revisited it not too long ago. I'm like, this is fucking terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Eddie Murphy's stand-up is still hilarious. So oh, absolutely. what does that tell you? Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, ooh, Twin Towers. But, yeah, this is from 1987, so this is, uh, I forget what year Beetlejuice came out, but it's pre-Batman, that's for sure, because I was 89. Fucking um, Howie Mandel was on, uh, I think it was Letterman? It was either Letterman or Leno, somebody, and it was when he was finally, he was bald, and uh, he came out holding a picture in a frame, and it appeared to be from backstage, and he's like, what? Why do you have this picture? He's like, well, everyone back there said that you can't take pictures, so I decided to take a picture. I'm like, go, f- a fucking dad joke? Are you serious? <laughs> You're doing a dad joke? Oh, I can't stand him. Oh, <laughs> get off my stage! Oh, Fuck that Your dude. star has waned. He waned, I, I tell you. It's incredible <laughs> that he's successful. Um, so, next up, uh, Full Metal Panic: Invisible Victory. That would be the second series in the Full Metal Panic series. I've never actually seen that show, but I have a friend who's really into it, which is why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> um. Second act with J Lo, uh, dang J Lo, just keep doing, yep. keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Keep drinking uh, milk or whatever. Yeah, just do do whatever it is you do because it's it's working for you. Uh, King of Thieves, old people, the movie. Yeah, I don't know what my I don't what's his name. Uh, Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. I don't Michael know what he's Kine. doing, man. But just retire. 
whatever. Uh, Ray <laughs> Ray Winstone's in there. Holy shit. <laughs> Francesca, um, and I have no idea. And uh, Charlie Cox, who plays uh, Daredevil on those Netflix uh, Jim Jim Broadbent. Big big Jim Broadbent fan. Nice. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, <laughs> Kyle. What's up? This, uh, this one that says Kite Uncut. See? Oh. See, see Kite. Kite is an anime. It's like a, I think it's an OVA, meaning yeah. it's like, uh, it stands for uh, Original Video Animation. It looks and, uh, risky. In the, it is. <laughs> in the 80s and 90s in Japan, uh, there was a very strong market for direct-to-video uh, movies, especially animations, and uh, they would call them OVAs for Original Video Animations. Uh, anyway, uh, Kite was one of these, and I forget the name of the director. In fact, maybe I should just look that up while I'm talking. Uh, Yosu Yasuomi Umetsu yes uh, so uh, this fella has directed a couple of animations in the late 90s uh, and they're supposed to be ridiculously stupid and fun and chock full of action but they're also porn <laughs> and I've always been curious about Kite because it, w- it was very popular at one point in fact they made a live action movie about it I think I swear like Samuel L. Jackson was in it um, I'm not even kidding. Uh, it came out in like the late 2010s or something. Anyway, uh, I I go to this used media store uh, in the university district, and I've seen this DVD for Kite there over and over and over again. I keep thinking about picking it up, but then I'm like, but it's porn. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I I just can't hand that to the store clerk and buy it in good conscience. How old is she supposed to be? Because that cover... It's Japanese, I don't know, but there's a, a reason I haven't paid money to see it. So I I've never you... seen Kite. I know it by reputation. I've seen clips of it. Parts of it do look like tons of fun, especially the action choreography. But then there's the porn. Pay cash. And the fact that, and the, and the fact that the cover of this says uncut, which means the porn <laughs> is attacked. <laughs> Pay with because cash. I know when it originally came out in the States, there's also a cut version of it, which I'd actually prefer. <laughs> I think it counts as child pornography if you even have images depicting, like, like, like they're John. they're from the other side of the planet, okay. Kyle. I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, like I said, I've never seen Kite, um, but with my luck, I'd try to get like the cut version of it, and I'd end up with like the super hard version of it. I'm like, God damn it, I just want to see the gunfights. <laughs> I don't care about the nudity. Jeez. Uh, Life after Flash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Documentary about I'm guessing the live action uh, Flash Gordon movie from the 80s, as opposed to the serial. Yeah, Life after Flash looks at the roller coaster life of Sam J. Jones since his role as Flash Gordon, his struggles and successes. Um, I'm guessing this movie only exists because of Ted. I was gonna say I'm like life after Flash. I'm like you did the two Ted movies, and that was it. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it like the Ted movies stirred up just enough interest to get it financed, and then like a camera crew ran out and was like, "Are you are you alive? Like you didn't kill yourself, right? Okay, we're we're gonna follow you around for a couple weeks and uh, call it a documentary." He was funny in those. I bet I saw the first one, and yeah, he was funny, and you know, it's pretty clear that the folks that made Ted. You know, have some genuine appreciation for that film and him in particular. I ate an edible and watched the second one in the theater with a, a buddy of mine and uh, my girlfriend. 
uh, I had one of those moments where I almost had to leave the theater because we were laughing so hard uh, oh my God. at one of the, at one of the <laughs> scenes in there. Like I was pinching the back of my arm, trying to keep from I couldn't breathe basically. Uh, wow. One of those scenes. But then again, um, I was I was hot. I was high. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Col- um, did you see this Columbus down here? Because I don't know. Is there some of this anime you want to talk about? No, no, no. Okay. Go, go ahead. Columbus um, twenty seventeen. Yeah, that uh, is a that is a cover, right? Yeah. It it it's intriguing. Um, it's John Cho, I believe that is uh, Harold, Harold from Harold yeah. and Kumar. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time that I uh, I text my brother I was watching. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Total Recall. I was watching Total Recall, and uh, John Cho in that movie has blonde hair and a neck tattoo. And I text my brother, I'm like, if there's an Asian guy with platinum blonde hair and a neck tattoo trying to sell you something, you probably don't want it. And he goes, you're watching Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. uh, Parker Posey, Rory Culkin. Um, I don't. This this looks like high art. Yeah. Even the name of the director, it's a it's a one name director. But Ogonata. he finds himself stranded in Columbus, Indiana, a small midwestern city celebrated for its many significant modernist buildings. Which I don't know if that's true. I've never heard of uh, Columbus, I, Indiana. I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, it's interesting. I kind of want to watch this, but it yeah, it does seem like high art. <laughs> uh, it it looks like it at the very least would be very pretty yeah um looks like the director's other credit is a a couple of documentaries uh, linkladder on cinema and time richard linkladder being kind of like a high art kind of guy (laughs) uh so i'm guessing this is a challenging movie maybe maybe not in terms of content but in terms of like maybe your patience but that's a pretty good cast man john cho parker posey Rory Culkin doesn't mean much to me, but you know, whatever. But that cover is gorgeous. Um, what? Against the clock. Holy shit! Is that Andy Garcia? Yeah. Oh my god, that is Andy Garcia. Holy shit! You're better than that, my my Cuban brother. You're better than that. Uh, and below that, though, the vault. From the vault. Seventeen. Is that James Franco? Yep. That's usually that is James Franco. That's usually a pretty hard pass for me, but I just read it's uh, two estranged sisters are forced to rob a bank in order to save their brother, but this is no ordinary bank. Um, so smoking aces or something. It's, <laughs> it's not directed by James Franco um, or produced by him, from what I can gather. So it might be okay. Uh, but he's, See, he's. I would. I would say this looks okay if Scott Adkins was in it. I. It's hard for me to say this looks okay because it's a James Franco movie I've never heard of, which is usually a big red flag. Or it is a James Franco movie I've heard of, which is a huge red flag. Well, a rule of thumb for me, uh, from a design standpoint, and I'm just talking about the cover art, is if it looks like I could probably do as as well or better, um, it's probably not good. <laughs> yeah, okay. And. From a Photoshop standpoint, I could do that. It's a horror movie. Yeah. I'm actually gonna watch. I'm gonna pull up the trailer on YouTube to watch once we get done recording. Because I uh, might give it a, the like, font looks like the Fault in Our Stars cover. Uh, the the font. Oh um, yeah. And then I think that might be the end of March. Uh, the rest of it is just re-releases of all the Game of Thrones seasons. Oh my I guess goodness. that's happening very soon, right? K- Kitty live. Do you remember the band Kitty? 
I don't. Oh my goodness. Refresh my memory, Kyle. They're an all-female new metal band. Oh no. Live at London <laughs> Music Hall 2017. Whole, taking the stage for the first time since 2013. Wow. Why, why are we celebrating a four-year gap? oh man that's not worth celebrating that that's not that doesn't mean anything at least wait for five because that's a you know a good solid number yeah well but yeah that concludes it for the most part yeah uh, i think that would be the end of march um is there anything you think you might pick up other than the hapon Japan, Japan, um, yeah. Spanish for Japan. I think I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm gonna probably just go ahead and purchase that. It's a it's a blind purchase, uh, and I won't if I don't like it, I won't tell anybody because it's Criterion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wise e- choice. They'll Wise either movie. judge me or have no idea what I'm talking about, so it won't matter. Um, other than that, uh, I don't think there's much else I'd be uh, I'd be picking up. Um, I am gonna be I'm gonna be catching up on some Alec Guinness here before long. Um, that Wild Pussycat movie kind of had my interest. I'm like, huh? Oh, from what 1969 or whatever. Yeah, sounded kind of interesting. It could be fun. That could be fun. Um, uh, for me, I, uh, I will be most certainly getting Creed two. Uh, looks like probably next week. <laughs> um, and then the Street Fighter collection for sure. Um, I already dumped a decent amount of money into a dvd of perfect blue because uh funny enough the dvd is actually worth some money uh because it was only i guess it was a limited production or something uh so that means that's probably going to become devalued yay <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know that i need to pick up a blu-ray of perfect blue um and then i think that's it for things that i'll be purchasing uh I am, <laughs> I am actually kind of intrigued about uh, Aquaman. I, I will be watching Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, you probably won't. But <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, in a few years. I'll probably watch it. Well, if if I tell you to get like stoned and then watch it, maybe maybe that'll work out. But I don't smoke pot now. That's okay. That's okay. Well, then never. <laughs> um, you might want to look into that Clove Hitch Killer movie because I I did hear it was very good. Interesting. Okay. And, and apparently it's on Netflix, so you don't need to pay anything Ooh, for it. Ooh, really? Yeah. Uh, like I said, the guys in Wisconsin liked it, and they said it's uh, full of... It's it's not like a, whoa, kind of surprise movie, but um, it's surprising in what it doesn't do, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us as we caught up on the Blu-ray releases for March of 2019. Yeah. Um, until next time.